Welcome to the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. Since 1969, God has used Bill Glass Ministries to impact people from all walks of life with the gospel. Whether through evangelism training, at a citywide crusade or prison evangelism event, or just in daily life, God has connected so many people together through this ministry and the power of the good news. While just a scratch of the surface, these are some of those stories. After listening to each episode, we hope you feel encouraged, equipped, and ignited. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Equipping Ignite podcast powered by Bill Glass Ministries. I'm your host, Kit Van Arsdale. If you are a teammate for any length of time, you will have seen platform guest Tanya Crevier. She has been with the ministry for 40 years, has done uncountable events, probably almost as many as Bill Glass, but not quite. And her, uh, if you have... If you have been on an event, you've seen her because she's spinning basketballs and juggling, and she throws a little comedy in there. Y'all welcome Tanya Crevier. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Kit. Thanks for having me. Hey, you bet. So, Elkton, South Dakota, what's the temperature up there? Three degrees right now. <laughs> Three degrees. Goodness gracious. Well, I as, as I mentioned, you you spin basketballs, and you're amazing at it. So, at, at what point in time in your life did you figure out that you had this ability? My goal was always to be a professional basketball player. I think every young kid, when they're learning basketball, that's their goal. And of course, they didn't even have a high school team when I had that goal at my high school for girls yet. But I still had these lofty goals that I really believe were placed there by God. But my brother's older brothers played college football and they knew a guy at their school that could spin a basketball in his finger. And they brought that home and started teaching me how to do it because this guy at their school could do it. I was so inspired that I thought I want to learn to do this because I love basketball. And I just knew the more I handled it, the better player I would, I would become. And sure enough, I got to play high school college basketball at South Dakota state and then women's pro ball for three years, the first ever women's pro league in the U S played there for three years. And then God started opening up doors for me after that. But I had no idea that spinning, juggling, and dribbling basketballs would lead to my ministry at the time. I just wanted to be the best basketball player that I could possibly become. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now you've been, so you've been doing that for a long, long time. And you're always a crowd favorite. I don't know any, any event you've ever been on that people didn't love to watch you. I mean, you've actually taught two of my sons how to juggle. So you're you're always, always plugged in and always, always going. And uh, I know that you have your own ministry that we're going to talk about later. uh, Enthusiasm International. Mm -hmm. And um, you are the definition of that. You're always, always, always smiling, always helpful. At what point in time did you meet Jesus? When our family was growing up, we would go to church every time, every Sunday, and we loved God. And I have six brothers and five sisters, so we have a big family. And we all were growing up competing against each other, but at the same time, <clears throat> becoming each other's best friends. And when I was out of college, I thought, you know, there's got to be more to life than just spinning basketballs. You know, what's my purpose? What, why am I learning this? And why do I have such a passion and a drive for it? And my older brother, Mark, actually used the little track that Bill Glass behind the walls uses and walked me through it page by page. And I thought, this is what I need. You know, when I 
saw that verse that he who has the son of God has eternal life. That's in first John. He who does not have the son does not have the life. I write these things to you that believe on the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life right then and there. I just got on my knees and my brother grabbed my hand and I prayed uh, that sinner's prayer and accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. And then he handed me a Bible and that was the biggest challenge I ever had because you know, I became good at this by just practicing. And I thought, okay, God, you just teach me your word and hmm. page by page and verse by verse. And I just started growing and never touching a basketball until I read my Bible. And wow. I just made that commitment and just started learning how to share my faith. I actually would go to that training each Thursday night or at the time. And I would go over and over and over it because I would love hearing Jack Murphy share how to share your faith in Christ. And you've done it a lot of times, Kit. Many of the people that would share the teaching those freshmen, and I would go to that every time, and I still go to it, you know, in hopes that you can pick up one or two things. And so then I learned how to share my faith, and I thought, that's why God gave me this talent, so that I can use it as a tool to share my faith and then grow in my own faith with the Lord. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I I love the training as well, even when I'm not doing it. I do like doing it, but, but when I'm not doing it, because you just never know. Yeah. You never know when when God's going to show you a little something different about the, yep. you know, a different verse there. But that's that's a mm-hmm. phenomenal story. I didn't know that you had gotten saved because of the Bill Glass track. That's great. Yeah, my brother used those kind of tracks. It was the same one that Bill Glass was using at the time. And I just went through it page by page and it made sense. And it was like, that found the truth because I was really looking for the truth. Mm-hmm. There had to be more to life than just playing basketball and getting a job. You know, what's my purpose? Right. You know, I had all this, this uh, bent up enthusiasm and I didn't know really what to use it for and what direction. But then I just thought, this is, this is it, man. This is why I have this talent and tool. That's great. So was that how you were introduced to Bill Glass? No, I met Bill Glass I was at a basketball camp in Indiana at Taylor University. And I was pass I was speaking at the camp, but Bill was passing through because Bill and his family were going to visit his uh, first son, Bobby, excuse me, Billy was playing for the Cincinnati Bengals at the time. And they came through and Bill Glass was going to speak at the Christian businessmen's luncheon in Marion, Indiana, and which Don Odell was a member of that. And so he says, Tanya, throw a couple basketballs in the back and we're going to take Bill Glass and over there to speak with this Christian businessmen's luncheon and you can show him what you do after the luncheon is over. So I went and met Bill and I had no idea who he was and he was just tall and big and I just loved his smile and his personality. And so after the Christian businessmen's luncheon that Bill Glass spoke at, I got my basketballs out of the trunk of Don Ole's car and went in the lobby of the Sheridan there. And I showed him what I could do. And he says, Tanya, you need to come. And he invited me in my first weekend and I went there and I was blown away and I thought, I want to do this over and over and over. Mm. And when I went on my first weekend, I met Jack Murphy. He was an inmate in prison wow. my very first weekend. And I have a picture that Ron Koontz took of me meeting um, Jack Murphy when he was in prison. Did a lot of things that first weekend. I found my purpose and really learned how to share my faith more and more through the Bill Glass Ministries. And really saw that there was a place for me. And, That's you know, awesome. get all those years, I would speak in front of Bill Glass and hand off the microphone to the one and only, mm-hmm. the all-pro defensive end for four years, <laughs> Bill Glass. 
That's uh-huh. fantastic. Yeah. So are there any stories, any events that you went on that were just really memorable? Like, and it, it could be either funny mm-hmm. or it can be a yeah. time where you just saw the Holy Spirit do some pretty amazing things. Yeah, I have two that are pretty short that I can share. One was, you know, Bill Glass for how many years shared that powerful message about the father's blessing, mm-hmm. how important it is for fathers to bless their sons and daughters and to make them feel blessed and to have a purpose and loved and to, to love them unconditionally. And so Bill Glass shared that message at a prison. Well, two years later, we went back to that same prison and there was a inmate that met Bill Glass at the door. I mean, he was like waiting for Bill and all the way from where we saw him again until the platform where Bill was going to, where we were going to speak, this inmate kept telling Bill, 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 I can't tell you how much that message meant to me. Bill, I went home and I mean, I, I went back to my, my cell and I wrote my sons and I told them how I loved them, how I blessed them. I thought they were terrific and how I loved them unconditionally and, and loved them forever. And he said, they wrote me back and God has restored my relationship with my sons. He mm. says, I'll never, I can never say thank you enough, Bill, for the message. And he kept t- talking about this the whole way we went to the platform. And I thought, that's it. The fruit of Bill's labor was right there. And I was just so moved by that. It's really amazing. And then the second story is this. Um, my nephew, Caleb, he start, he, he's been coming with Bill Glass for probably the last 10 years, too, and him and I went into this prison and Caleb had never really shared the track with anybody at this time. And he was kind of new with Bill Glass. And I said, hey, Caleb, just take these two guys through this track. And, and so um, Caleb did the thing that you're not supposed to do. He says, um, are you guys saved? Are you guys Christians? And that's what you're not supposed to ask. You're just supposed to walk up through the track. I said, no, no, no. Just tell them. Just walk them through it, Caleb. Walk them through it. And he said, Tiny, they, they, they both are Christians. And I said, well, no, just walk them through it. Walk them through it. Caleb obediently just gave them each a track and just went through it page by page. page. And um, it was so moving, Kit, because... Caleb at that point had never really led an inmate to the Lord. Mm. And those two guys prayed to receive the Lord. And it was just so moving. And I was watching the whole thing as it as if it was a movie, you know, it was like, but it was so real because they made a commitment to the Lord. They thought they were, mm-hmm. but after reading through those scriptures, they realized that they had to repent and turn to Jesus. And he led them both to the Lord, but just being able to share that with you know, the next generation to see right. him. And he even shares that today in um, some of his testimonies where he says, but Tanya made me share the, the track <laughs> with some of the inmates. And uh, he says, so I went through it. And sure enough, those guys just started crying and they just accepted the Lord. And how, how could you not, you know, want to come back for more and more of that right. when you come to the, these Bill Glass weekends? And I bet he's never asked the question, are you saved ever again? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately just walked right through the track. (laughs) So I I heard there's a, there's an urban legend for those of us that have only been in the ministry for the 20 years that I've been involved in this ministry about a basketball, basketball game in Houston. Would you mind sharing that story to see if it's true or not? We were staying, all the Bill Glass people were staying at a hotel slash rec area kind of it's called the charlie's club and in this hotel they had a really nice like workout area and they had a 
an eating area, but then down below, you could get through the windows, you could see a, like a little half court basketball hoop down there. And so a bunch of us were up there, we were kind of eating and we were just kind of chatting and, and uh, McCoy McLemore, who played with the Milwaukee Bucks was sitting there and Mike Barber, you know, a former tight end for the Houston Oilers. They were both platform guests along with me, with Bill Glass and you know, some people were talking. They said, Tiny, you ought to go challenge because there were three guys down there just shooting around and playing. You ought to go down there and challenge them in a game of basketball. And I said, sure. I mean, I'm always ready and up for a game. And so McCoy McLemore and Mike Barber said, hey, we'll run and get our shoes and you just uh, get the game set up and we'll be there. So I walked down there, kid, and said, because I always have my tennis shoes on. I mean, I'm like, I was always ready. So sure. I was ready to go down and get the challenge going. So I went down there and I says, hey, guys, I got a couple of friends coming. Uh, would you guys like to play pick up three on three? And they looked at me, you know, a girl, and they're like, uh, well, um, and by that time, they were kind of hem and hawing around. I said, no, no, there are a couple of guys coming, you know, <laughs> and, and so – in walks McCoy McLemore, you know, what is he, all of 6'3", 6'4", and Mike Barber, who was also 6'2", 6'3". You know, these guys are huge, and they look at those guys, and they're like a couple of friends. <laughs> okay, so we started the challenge, and I think we went to 11 points, you know. At that time, they didn't have the three points, so we just counted by one. And, I mean, as soon as we started, McCoy McLemore was running the point, you know, and he's a, he's the passer, you know, and we and, – Mike Barber and I were just cutting and, and I would shoot and make it from outside and McCoy McLemore was shooting, making it. Mike Barber was running over people and, and <laughs> shooting layups. He would get every rebound. I mean, every rebound. Those guys had no chance at all. I mean, I don't even think they got the ball one time, but oh, we wow. scored like 11 straight points and we just um, really creamed them. And so those guys are like sitting on the floor after the game. And I went over to shake one of them. The guy who initially I stopped to, I said, thanks a lot for the game. And, and he goes, I'm not going to shake your hand. You set us up, man. Us up. <laughs> so the story is true. The story it, is true. It was. I lived it, man. It was so fun. I was so glad to have those big guys <laughs> as my teammates for sure. Yeah, no kidding. You got a guy that <laughs> played for the Bucks and the, the, I know, the Houston right? Rockets, man. And then you got Mike Barber, big old, <laughs> just a big old football player. That's hilarious. Yeah, so it was funny. really fun. I just made sure I stayed out of Mike Barber's way because when he went in, <laughs> it was like <laughs> – I think those guys never knew what hit them after that. Uh, I bet not. I bet not. All right. So if, if somebody were to ask you, why should I get involved in Bill Glass Ministries? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, if you're a Christian and you really believe that we need to proclaim the gospel, what a great way to stretch your faith, to stretch you as a person. And I didn't know. I mean, Kit, you know, when I first went in, I thought, I hope they don't like throw like tomatoes and stuff at me I mean that's what I thought I mean I have this naive like I hope they like don't I mean I hope they like me you know I don't even know if they'll like what I do and when I got up there and I heard the clapping and they were shaking my hand after and I thought this this is why and you know when you're going behind those bars you're giving to the people that can give nothing back and I think we're at our best as a Christian when we're giving to people that can give absolutely nothing back. But you guys, we go away so rich and so full. They just want to know that somebody loves them. Mm -hmm. Somebody would take the time, get off their weekend and take the time to go and, and just 
be there. Just visit them. And I always felt like it was icing on the cake when you get to share our faith. Mm. Because God says just to visit those in prison. That's right. And, uh, you know, Kit, many times when I've waved at those guys goodbye, it's like, wow, look at that. God, let me fulfill scripture by just visiting those guys in that prison today. Mm -hmm. And it makes a powerful difference. It really does. So I just encourage people to let God stretch you. Let God stretch your faith and really get out of your comfort zone and do something for someone else that could um, make an eternal impact. Caleb and Destiny, my nephew and his wife, are going to adopt a little baby in the next few weeks here when she has it. But this gal was in prison in Pierre. We got to perform there, and they've adopted her first daughter, who's now almost two, but now they're going to adopt the next one. But this gal was in prison, and here we are ministering to her, and she lives like two houses down from me now. I just went and picked up her son from to go take him to school today, and it's right at our back door, kid. It's like right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Someone that was in prison, and here we are caring for her. That's so right. even though the Bill Glass weekends aren't happening, per se, on a big scale, it's right in our back, my back door. It's like right here. <laughs> so right. praise the Lord. That's right. I think that's that's really the point of the ministry is, yeah. is uh, the the event is just to get people educated and trained up and yeah. and uh, engaged so yeah. that situations like that can occur in their yeah. own neighborhoods and things like that. And so yes. I, I just want to say we, we definitely appreciate what you do as a platform guest mm-hmm. because you're the one that helps sets the stage. You're the one that helps <laughs> grease the skids because so many people are afraid to share the gospel, but you, you get yeah. everybody laughing and you get them engaged yeah. and, and it just makes it easier for those of us that are teammates to share the gospel. And we appreciate yeah. that. So you, when you're not in prison doing prison events, mm-hmm. you have your own ministry, uh, Enthusiasm International, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and what do you do? Well, I just get invitations, kind of like the Bill Glass. I do school assemblies when they were in, <laughs> when they were possible. I do a lot of basketball camps, get invited to do halftime shows for high school, college, NBA, WNBA, just whoever invites me. I do parades. I do church events. I do Upward, a lot of Upward se- award celebrations. Whoever invites me is pretty much uh, where I go. And my ministry just happens to be Enthusiasm International. That's my umbrella, but I get a lot of invitations. So I do a variety of things. Okay. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and invite you to come do their, their event, how they, how can they get a hold of you? My website is just tanyacrevier.com. Tanyacrevier.com. And, okay. and that has all my information on it. TanyaCrivey.com. Okay. Yep. All right. That's probably the best way to get a hold of you. Yeah, that'd be great. My email address is on there and my phone number and all that. So, well, for those of you listening, we thank you for, for listening in and, and uh, we hope you, that you enjoyed this and learned mm-hmm. more about how just Bill Glass, what a, what a blessing this ministry has been to so many people. And, and if you want to find mm-hmm. out more about us, you can go to behindthewalls.com. Yes. And, uh, or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. Well, Tanya, thank you again. And, Thanks, Kit. Uh, we really look forward to seeing you in person in the near future. Okay, me too. All right. I'm praying for you guys. Thank you. Pray for you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. We hope that you've been encouraged by another story of God working in an amazing way. Our desire is that you walk away from each and every episode empowered to allow the Holy Spirit to use you for His glory as you work out your faith every day. 
If you're interested in learning more, getting involved, or supporting Bill Glass Ministries, check out our website at BehindTheWalls.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Bill Glass Behind the Walls and Instagram at BGBTW. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries.